From Bureaucracy's Basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Every week, the dedicated staff of the Bureau meet in the sub-sub-basement of Regina City Hall, where they write reports, make recommendations, follow policy, and stave off dehydration by collecting condensation from the pipes in the boiler room. One day, maybe, they'll escape from their subterranean maze. But until then, there are improvements to make, and this city isn't going to fix itself. This meeting is now in session. Okay. We have a we have a different co-host today. I'm not Paul. You're not Paul. I uh, can preface by saying that. You don't seem like Paul. I I I, I strive to be one day like Paul. Um it's it's <laughs> something to look forward to. And I must say it's not as dank down here as I was expecting. Uh you know, we've we installed an AC unit. Oh and that's it's sort of a PD aroma too, I find. Yes. Yes, exactly. it's very, very light. Lovely. Uh, my name is Brett Bell. Um local ne'er do well. Um I work uh, in news promotion at Global Regina. I also m- occasionally make films, um uh, and I'm a Dare I say, a longtime sessional instructor at the film department at the University of Regina. Wow. Um, this is a little weird because I'm looking at the attendance log tonight, and uh, I, don't, I don't have you listed. I come um, and go as I please. I'm, I'm sort of the phantom of the basement of the city hall. Right. I used to be in the cafeteria, then they closed it down, and so I've sort of drifted further and further. I, oh, I see. Okay. Sub-basement to sub-basement. Sub-basement. <laughs> So it's a series of lateral moves. Is, is uh, l- lateral, if you look at it from the side, so that the lateral winds up going downward. Oh yeah, okay, I get it. So from ni- from a ninety degree angle. Yes, laterally ninety degree angle. Oh, very yes, nice. Yes, there we go. Uh, well, maybe you can help me solve this because our first attendee uh, I have here is um, someone. It's, it's an odd name. Better cornballs. Do we see? Do we have a better cornballs? Do, do we have better cornballs? Um, it says here that uh, better cornballs was the nickname of uh, Terence Crockerty. He was the Edwardian era snack food king. Uh, he went onto his factory floor one day and found that his cornballs were uh, inedible and almost vulcanized in flavor, quote unquote. And that began Crockerty's quest for the perfect cornball. Unfortunately, it sent him into a spiral of madness and depression. And uh, his social circle, the, the Yonkers Club, you may have heard of them, gave him that nickname, Better Cornballs, after he showed up naked and covered in tallow at one of their uh. meetings. Uh, you know, it's odd that I would have him on the list, though, because uh, he can't even be alive That's now. That's a that's a very thorough attendance um, list. I'm, hold, I'm very impressed at your research. Hold, hold on. Um, I, I think I've made a mistake. I think I've mixed up the letters from Better Cornballs. Oh, should be Brett Carson Bell. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Oh, that's you. I that that that, that is. Oh, okay. Uh, Brett Bell, Brett Carson Bell, um, whatever, whatever works. Okay, that's. I, I the the Carson is thrown in for uh, for online purposes to to those who may have come across my name online in this town, mainly because uh, I discovered there's so many. Brett Bell's out there right. floating in the wor- world. Yeah, it's like it's making their lateral moves uh, upward you know, and downward. John Smith number one, Brett Bell number two, right. and, and and people were having a hard time finding me exactly. if they needed to. Yeah, exactly. And also, I find that um, when you're looking at uh, anagrams, mm. Brett Carson Bell is much better than uh, Brett Bell. Yes. So. Yes, you 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 and 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 I do have to say I never even considered that particular anagram before. Uh, well, now now you can. This is this is a radio voyage of discovery that we're having, <laughs> folks. 
So I'm, I'm very glad you're co-hosting. Um, our other attendee, we have, uh, ooh, Romnia Danga. Says here, Romnia was uh, supposed to be a villain on a uh, season of Blake 7, but was cut off at the last minute because the show was canceled. Uh, so. You've, you've, you, you, you brought a you brought in me so you've brought in a space 1999 knife to a uh, blade seven gunfight. <laughs> That's right. I, yes, I, I thought I thought that would be appropriate. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, but I was really happy to have like what appears to be a fictional character uh, at our meeting. But it looks like I don't. Uh, I don't uh, see aren't her. we all a little fictional in our own ways? A little ways? fictional, um, but uh, maybe not as much as Romnia. Uh, Hold, hold on here. I just I think I've made a mistake. Oh, this is this is embarrassing. Uh it's not Romney Adanga. It's Aiden Morgan. Oh. Oh. Hey, that's me. That is you. All right. I feel better already. I uh, I, I do I do as well. I'm I aside from the fact that I, I I seem to be sitting in a in a pool of something dripping from the, from from the ceiling, but I'm not sure if that's Get a bucket. That stuff is precious. Okay. Okay. We don't know what it is, but it seems seems to be like a source of energy and nutrition. Okay. Yeah. The the bucket there's a bucket here that's labeled Joe McHugh Memorial Ash Heap. Is this the one I should be using or <laughs> yes, is this Okay. I don't want to disrespect anybody. Joan, never mind that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we get our license pulled by the it, CRTC. Yeah, it doesn't take long. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't happened a few times already. Uh, but we also have, uh, along with us, we have uh, a non-anagrammed guest. Yes. Uh, and in, and improvement vector candidate, uh, Susan Burley. Good evening. And how are you? Oh, good. I'm. Thank you for inviting me down here. I hear, I hear that now... Here in the sub-basement, uh, we hear that there's something outside of the sub-basement, this giant, like, burning eye in the that sky that orb, watches us. That glowing orb. Yes. yes. Yes, that's what I was hoping to illuminate you about t today or oh, tonight. Oh, good, because I, I, I don't even know if it's day or night, frankly, so... Uh, <laughs> Do, never mind. Um, well, and we'll and it also later. came up on at city council meeting recently too. Oh, so yeah, what, they're what also. Did, what did they have to say about this this horrible burning thing in the sky that terrorizes us all? Well, they were hoping to become more enlightened about its possible applications um, as a source of energy. Uh huh. And and what and tell us tell us a little bit about this meeting and what happened with this like sun power thing. Well, um, Councillor Mike O'Donnell um, introduced a motion that city city council look into um, using the power of the sun to, um, you know, put put uh, solar collectors on their roofs of of their buildings uh -huh. so that they could use the energy and uh, um, they could even use it to power their vehicles or you know help light city. Uh, buildings and that kind of thing so um and it was it was unanimously supported by other councillors so um that was that was probably a breakthrough because regina is probably one of the last municipalities or large municipalities across the country that have even considered um implementing solar energy yeah and this this seems to me to be something of a no-brainer uh considering 
considering the sort of the, the, the amount of sunshine that Regina gets in the course of a year and also the preponderance of flat roofs, which could serve as like, you know, staging areas for solar panels. Am I, would I be right in, the, in those assumptions? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, we are in the sweet spot for solar collection in, in Canada. Um, so it's funny that we haven't really investigated it more. But we, um, so I was representing the Wascana Solar Cooperative, and um, um, we went to them saying, you know, we're interested in doing this too, and maybe we could find some partnerships. You know, we'd happy to be able to show you how to um, get, you know, solar panels installed on your roofs, and maybe there's something we can do together. So mm. that's what, that's why I was there. So tell me, tell me a little bit about the Wascana Solar Cooperative. Uh, how did it start, and how do you get into this? Um, well, actually, it's funny because I was here about a year ago um, in a CJTR interview, and um, I guess I started into it because I I wanted to well start a solar co-op, and I looked into what else was being done in the province and I found out in Saskatoon the Saskatchewan Environmental Society had already set up a solar co-op there and um, they've already done three projects in Saskatoon one in cooperation with the city of Saskatoon and I contacted them and they were willing to come down and help us set up one in Regina so that was kind of the beginnings of it and then um, um, I got well, this fellow Josh Campbell got hold of me. Oh, first of all, we had a, we had a meeting back in February um, of 2017 at the Cathedral Association just to see how much community interest there would be in a, setting up a solar co-op. And about 60 people came out, and uh, you know a lot of them were interested in going further. And then um, we didn't really go much further until Josh Campbell, this fellow, approached me back in the summer and said he was also interested in doing something. Um, so anyway, we've been working together since, I guess, the fall of 2018. And there are two concepts. One is that we have we follow what Saskatoon did, which is a large-scale installation on um, commercial or you know public buildings um, where you set them up 90 or 100 panels and sell shares in them and basically share the cost and share the some of the benefits, the, the financial benefits. And then the other concept is that we do a group buy where people who want to put solar panels on their roofs um, just, you know, get the benefits of group purchasing, you know, sort of um, economies of scale. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are the two um, models that we're going forward with the cooperative. And since then, we're, we've been working away over the winter, and we're about to incorporate as a cooperative. So we'll be looking for members, and um, then we'll be looking to sell shares in our installation. Cool. Uh, this is 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We're the Queen City Improvement Bureau, talking to Susan Burley of the Wascana Co- Solar Co-op. Uh, Anywho, sorry, sorry for that rude interruption there to, to inform everybody of no, what we do. No worries. No worries. Uh, so, so tell me a, a little more about what, what model do you think the Wascana Co-op uh, will be leaning toward? What's, what, what's your feeling on this? Well, we're going to go with both. I mean, we kind of debated this um, over the winter. That's why it took so long, because we were trying <laughs> to figure out, do we go big scale? Do we go group by? Um, and we decided to go with 
basically both of them because we had um, we did a survey. Well, we had a meeting um, at the Artful Dodger too, and over a hundred people came out to that one. And then we did a survey to find out which they were interested, in, and we find about about half and half. So going forward, we just thought, you know, this is what people want. They want a little bit of of each model, or some people want to do both. So with the large scale. Um, Basically, we set up the co-op, we sell member shares in the co-op, and then if you're a member, you can purchase a share in the large-scale installation. And then, um, you know, over the period of um, 20 to 25 years, um, you'll get some uh, dividends back on the, the cost of your share or the purchase of your share. And um, it so it helps to reduce greenhouse gas emissions because, you know, we're investing in renewable energy so there's both an environmental benefit to it and an economic benefit Hmm. and then with the the group buy um you're basically reducing the cost of what it would cost to put it on your roof you know whether it's your residential roof or we've already been organizing that and we find some people um are looking at it for their farms or for their shops or you know their businesses so um, it's just like an idea whose time has come, you know. So uh, I was I was on researching it on the internet the other day, and uh, a thirteen-year-old on Reddit said that the sun is millions of miles away, but oil is right there under the ground. So going all the way to the sun to get this energy seems pretty crazy. What are the benefits of solar energy? Well. You know, when we're burning all that oil, it creates all this carbon that kind of blocks the sun from getting through and, you know, reduces all the benefits we get from the sun, like growing things and sometimes causes havoc with the weather, that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's our main purpose. I think most of us are interested in just reducing the amount of carbon, that gunk in the air that that prevents pre- prevents all those solar particles from getting through and helping us you know run our homes with with solar power hmm. well take that trump stand for 206969 <laughs> you've been served as <laughs> uh, i i'm i'm confess there, there, there is no such person but there probably is uh, <laughs> so if not you've just created the time the timeline for which that person will exist uh, yeah that's uh the, you've the, put the idea out there somebody will take it i know that's the, the, the power is terrifying yes yeah, i'm deeply irresponsible <laughs> radio is the future just remember that that's right i hope it's the future cuz <laughs> yeah cuz the internet i don't know uh, anyway uh so uh, on, on the subject of, of the benefits of solar power, now I know that some people actually may have actual legitimate uh, questions about solar power. For example, what happens when it's cloudy? I mean, and, mm. and this is something that, to ask. I mean, what? I, and at one point I know that storage options for solar energy were not that great. Uh, what would you say to those kinds of questions? Well... First of all, the power or the cost of solar power has really come down in the last 15 to 20 years, so it's much more affordable now. Um, and so still, if you go to, say, a 2,000-square-foot home, you're still going to be looking at maybe $20,000, so it's not an insignificant investment. But it pays off over the period of time, you know, you're amortizing. Say you bought, you took out a loan 
to cover that. You're reducing the cost of your electrical uh, consumption over over time, and then you know you're you're helping the planet. Um, and even though Saskatchewan still has about 2,300 hours of sunlight per year, or sorry, Southern Saskatchewan, Regina, so you know you're still even though it's sometimes cloudy, we still have more hours of sunlight than, than most other locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But you're right. I mean, SAS Power has provided some incentives. Um, they have a net metering program, which is available up until November of this year. And if you invest in uh, solar panels, uh, you can apply for up to 20% of, of the cost of the um, the hardware as a rebate. And also through their net metering, if you install that on your home, basically during the day when no one's home, it's contributing electricity to the grid. And then at night, you're drawing electricity back off the grid. But it's called net metering because at the end of each month, any credit, you know, any extra electricity you generated gets credited towards your power bill. Mm-hmm. So so that's a kind of um, really positive thing. And we hope that they're going to continue that program. Um, so those are just two reasons that um, it's a good time to invest in solar energy. And I think the other thing is that we know, like you mentioned, the cost of batteries. And, and that's, you know, solar panel or solar production is more efficient than um, pushing electricity over long, long distances through, you know, transmission lines. But they still need to improve the batteries. But we expect within five years there, there are going to be major breakthroughs in storage. So that's really the other major um, thing preventing, you know, large-scale application of solar power. So right now it's a technology that is st- still still improving, but is long a long way away from even what it was a few years ago, if I if I understand correctly. Right. Oh, that's yeah. excellent. Oh. Brett, do you have any particular burning, huh, burning? Uh, bur- bur- yeah, yeah. About death? <laughs> well, so, the sun is the bringer of death, after all. So it's probably we, as we all know. Um, I, I was, I was, I, my my wife and I have been talking about solar for oh for 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 so long at this point, and then we have another kid that appears, and we have to put what said kid through college eventually. So we're 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 waiting until the kids can either generate electricity on their own, and they can perhaps provide treadmill service for us if they decide to stay around or failing that if they actually manage to get out of the house oh god if they manage to get out of the house um the upfront costs for you were saying about a two thousand square foot home being about twenty thousand dollars and and that amount i'm 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 sure is probably going to keep declining over the the coming years as well what if you're a let's say if you're uh into the, the 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 tiny house thing, or I guess the 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 back lane right. house mm-hmm. thing, as, yes. as, as as so eloquently put through many council session meetings <laughs> here. Um, but I don't know um, about eloquent, but eloquent, please, but please. Um, so if you're if you're let's say in your twenties and you start with a tiny home, um, which might be in the neighborhood of like let's say three hundred square feet, what sort of upfront costs would would somebody incur for something like that? Ooh. I didn't come with my calculator, but <laughs> <laughs> is 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 there my a mathematical solar power, formula? My solar calculator. Um, yeah, there is. I mean, most of our panels are about three hundred um, watts, so you know you have to look at your how much your consumption is, um, and I I think for you know a house that small, you'd probably be looking at 
um, you know, a quarter of, of what a 2,000 square foot home would be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're probably five grand is probably a good bet. But I would think, I mean, it still depends on, you know, when a, the average home is using a lot more electricity than somebody in a tiny home. Mm-hmm. So you really have to look at, you know, what are the other ways that you can save electricity? And uh, so, and, and I think over time we're also going to be adjusting you know, like LED lights, for instance, are a really great way to reduce your mm-hmm. electrical costs. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, having using passive solar in lighting your home, lots of windows, you know, energy-efficient windows. So, so it's not only a matter of the size of your home, it's also how many of those other factors you're building into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, efficiency of solar panels difference too. You know, some of the lower-cost uh, panels you can purchase are only going to be about 16% efficiency and then you know you go up to the more you spend the more the greater the efficiency so the upper range right now is about 22% that means only 22% of the sun's energy is going to be converted into electricity that you know so but i yeah so those are those are some of the factors um hmm. what if and just 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 spitballing here what if you had a tiny home, but you built the entire thing out of solar panels? Hey. Yeah. Ooh. I think, I think we're on to something here. Like to get rich quick scheme. Yeah. Can I just say one more, a couple of quick <laughs> Absolutely. things? Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm still wrestling with that one. I, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I just wanted to make sure I say the really important thing is that we are going to hold our first annual general meeting. Um, and uh, we have a Facebook page, Wascana mm-hmm. Solar Co-op. So if you want to find out more about our co-op, look for the Facebook page. And we will be launching our website soon as well. But our, our AGM is going to be um, the week of June 18th. Um, and the, the actual date and location will be on our Facebook page. So I encourage you to come out. And we're also holding a, um, an information session June 7th. Um, that will be at uh, Bushwhackers. So keep both of those dates in mind. So those dates again, there's June 7th at Bushwhackers? It is a, yeah, information session mm-hmm. on how our, uh, our, our uh, big-scale um, share thing works. And then the, well, it's going to be the either June 18th or sometime that week for our annual general meeting. Excellent. Well, that's good to know. And so somebody can just go to Facebook, type in Wascana Solar Cooperative? Right. Okay. That's that's great. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we uh, move on to our Innovative Revenue Tools section? I don't think so, but uh, thanks for having me on the on the show. It's a pleasure, and you... you you soothe a lot of my anxieties so about about solar power and i haven't even gotten into like asking what about all the people on the sun who'll be losing power <laughs> but well that's that's for another time I'm, I'm i'm still building my own personal thorium reactor out of an old pullman cooler i found as a neutrino collector so nice. once i get through that then it's going to be solar nice and yeah we can use those neutrinos for like all kinds of projects yes for so. the power of good hopefully so um i i've i've done a little bit of calculation and uh you do qualify as an improvement vector. Uh, usually we have a certificate. Uh, our dot matrix printer, it's currently out of dots. But we will we will requisition more dots. should take six to eight weeks. Okay, so I'll, I'll be waiting for, for that. Okay. Right, so the next section is innovative revenue tools. And we have a little bit of time to cover that. 
Brad, what do you think innovative revenue tools might be? I don't know, but um, I'm actually one of the few people who prefer dot matrix revolutions to the original dot matrix. Just, nice. Uh, just you know, just getting it out there. Well, that's uh, that's that's pretty brave. <laughs> Although not as brave as saying perhaps that you enjoy dot matrix reloaded. Uh, well, yes, you know, yeah. I can only go so far. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, what were you asking? Innovative revenue tools and what you may what you may believe those to be. Is this another anagram? It isn't. Oh, innovative revenue tools. Right. Well, uh, where where would we be? You've you've stumped me now. Where would be where would be we possibly sourcing the the, the revenue from for the tools? Is mm-hmm. this is this is this a tool to get revenue or is it a tool to bring revenue through some sort of conduit? Um, it's it's, I, it's I, both. Uh, laundering. It's not well. That hey, let, we'll talk more about that. That sounds like a great idea. These are tools that generate revenue. Okay. Innovatively. For whom? For the city. For the city. Okay. Well, thank you for that backgrounder. Not at all. Um, I'm not sure it was much of a backgrounder. Uh, so our innovative revenue tool this week uh, is inspired by solar power. I thought, what if our streets and sidewalks were piezoelectric grid that's an excellent one i I would throw out there what if we managed to figure out something to do with the old sears building on broad and put solar on that and turn it into uh an urban ag building that is a great idea i i I can't say no to that here's here's the best thing about our about the piezoelectric idea okay Uh, is i mean a i mean you can charge your phone wirelessly on it yes uh you can heat up puddles and like wiggle your toes in them uh, police can charge their tasers in it. And uh, you can also uh, be reclassed as a private utility and taxed and fined horribly for it. And there's the revenue. Right. So I think if that uh, doesn't work, though, we have other tools which are coming up uh, right now. Hello, and we are back from our innovative revenue tools. They sound, I don't know about you, but they sounded very innovative to me. I I think... I think we have a future in brainstorming. No, they do sound very innovative. I agree. Uh, Somewhere warm where I can wake up in the morning too, as if if there are if there are heated sidewalks. I think so as well. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, I, I really think there's a future in like police instead of like having to charge their tasers manually, uh, can just uh, put them on the ground every so often and get a full charge. <coughs> or just you know. Hold, hold, hold a perp to the sidewalk until, like, you know, they, they get a little bit of... Uh, oh, just a little bit. Sidewalk burn. Oh, nice. And, yeah. like, just maybe sort of rub their heads sort a little bit slow, against... Slow-acting taser, I guess. Yeah, very slow. Or take a balloon. Now, this is a good one. I, take a balloon. I like where you're going. And, and rub it against their head. And then put the balloon on a nearby surface and say, look... And then, like, hit them over the head while they're marveling at the balloon stuck to the wall. Well, speaking of which, I mean, if you have the, the, the opposite of when you stick your tongue to something cold, a cold surface, and you have a warm surface right nearby, um, I mean, the question is, how do you get that warm surface up to the, 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 the cold pole and the tongue stuck to it? But, I mean, <gasps> you might have something nearby to heat some water very quickly. Right. Or, okay. Uh, if you happen to have a chainsaw, you can just tear down the street pole very rapidly and put you know, the person's mouth right on to the warm sidewalk. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of practical purposes. I think uh, I think if we instituted a piezoelectric grid um, powered by pedestrians and, and vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, I think, and I don't want to, I don't want to be, a, you know, 
make too grand a pronouncement, but it could be the solution to all of our earthly problems. It could be. Now, they, they did a piezoelectric grid test in, in Amsterdam, wasn't it? Something along those lines? It was a, a section? I can't remember. I, I was there once. It was just a lot of canals. Okay. Well, I, I hallucinate a lot of things, but then I understand that Amsterdam <laughs> actually does that to you as well. Yeah, apparently so. Uh, yes, but uh, now I, the one question that I had when I saw this, and if it was Amsterdam, how, how, how would a piezoelectric grid hold up to minus 40? That's, for instance. that's a good question. I no. think in that case, maybe we'd have to switch to either switch to like more sort of uh, traditional means of power, like so, or or solar, for example, mm. uh, or we could um, put down heavy blankets. Yes, keep everything nice and warm. Uh, lay lay down lay down some some heavy heavy groove blankets. Like everybody's closet is full of heavy blankets. Yes. Uh, so we can just get them out of people's closets. Yes. I, I, I frankly, I mean, you you thought you were presenting me with something insurmountable there. <laughs> no. no. I, I didn't realize this was a challenge. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm just returning your volleys. No, it's, it's I'm, I in 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 some strange fashion, I suppose. But I I, I I sort of adjunct to this. But I this is something that's been kind of perplexing me um, with with solar and piezoelectric and, mm -hmm. and all of the and, and battery and storage capacity for solar or related things. Now, the one thing that I don't know, and I haven't deign to do any internet re internet research on this is say for the uh, you know the tesla batteries and the things right. like that once they are consumed and beyond the point of being um uh reclaimable right. what happens to them do you know do, who does anybody know what uh, I, in theory would you do they get sent off to uh, a great big chemical mineral uh, mineral recycling barn somewhere does i, I think they probably get i think they get Ideally, sent off to be recycled. Yes. Uh, practically, they probably end up in a large landfill on some other part of the world. Uh, but I think what that we should do is turn them into furniture. Yes. So, I mean, these they are large batteries. It sounds like you just bolt something on the back of them. Chair. Well, that's your solution for everything, though. Is it, you it is. Bolt actually. something onto the back of it. <laughs> And then, and then it becomes a chair or like whatever, yes. whatever you can do. Like, but the but the thing you bolt onto the back of it should you should be able to recline on it. Uh, yes. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> I I. Gosh, this is a lovely basement. Thank you. Thank you uh, very much. Yes, it's um, it's 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 very it's very picturesque for for uh, for what, what, how many floors down are we? Is this? Third, I think we're three floors. Three down. floors down, yeah. and are laughing and singing and having a party. Is that, that uh, or exactly something along it. those lines? Yes. Yeah. That's. Uh, it used to be two doors down. Now it's three floors down. Uh, I, I, yeah. I see. There is some 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 dust circles in the in the floor where they used to. I, I'm assuming that's where they had the uh, large oil drums where they were storing the liver and onions while they were still doing the uh, the cafeteria <laughs> reconstruction. That, that's it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Now, of course, it's a little the, pungent down here, but I like liver. Well, I mean, and we're we're getting uh, we're getting like a nice little um, rebuilt cafeteria, if I understand. Yes, it's I've open, heard. isn't it? Isn't it is. It, it is open. Yeah. I yes, and I like cafeterias very much, and so I have. I, I, Susan, have you? I, do you? I I don't mean to do. do you, you're, you're still it, here. You haven't left. So oh, yes, yeah, so I couldn't or, find my way out. So. Oh. <laughs> I know you. You kind of looked like you were going to leave, and then you kept sitting there. So I'm like, no, you're stuck. Yes, now. the exit. Uh, you, you can actually exit. The, I, the time locks are open. I, I love cafeterias. I'm I'm very saddened by the uh, 
the uh, the provincial governments uh, slowly whittling away the, uh, the the provincial building cafeterias. I but agree. Uh, but uh, I mean, certainly, I mean, goodness sakes, from even an environmental standpoint, you get this old tray, you get dishes that get washed. I mean, you get food, <laughs> you don't have packaging around it. Right. I mean, it's like you get you get honest to god cutlery for for goodness sake. Um, and and there's so few. Honest to goodness, cafeteria is left. Um, the I think the old Saskatel building, I believe, mm-hmm. the one um, just a block north of the library. They still have their old cafeteria. I think. I think if we're going to have any nostalgia theme stuff going on, I really like this old cafeteria thing mm. because they sort of. I mean, cafeterias have a they have a particular place in sort of the dining hierarchy, mm. and. And they often, I mean, I recall when I used to work, uh, I used to work at the Delta Hotel when I worked for government, Mm -hmm. uh, provincial government. And uh, you could, I could go downstairs into the Delta restaurant, which was all fancy and gourmet and so on, uh, sort of. Uh, But I often preferred to go on over to the uh, cafeteria in the uh, old Sears. Yes, was. Mm, that was one yeah. of my favorites, actually. And it was, and they they knew exactly what I liked. Mm. I mean, what I liked was crinkle cut fries, so it wasn't mm. like I was like, an unusual customer. I, I liked. But, uh, they always had turkey sandwiches, hot turkey oh. sandwiches. Mm. Oh, mm. yeah. Stop it. The, the magical combination of white bread, meat, and a gravy. Well, yes, and this is the thing too between government uh, government uh, taking away of of cafeterias and then the old department store cafeterias going away for whatever reason changing changing tastes right. or uh you know revenue streams floating out the window but <laughs> uh, yeah there was like there was um a presence to the old department store crinkle cut fry that you couldn't really find anywhere else the bay the old bay mm-hmm. the old bay uh, yes. the, the old bay's fries and gravy Oh yes, um, and everybody growing up wherever they're growing up inside Regina, outside Regina will have uh, their own classic fries and gravy story. But mine would have to be the Bays, nice with mm. uh, with a with a, with a malt stop chaser on the way out the door, <laughs> um, and there's just no real equivalence to that anymore. Um, I mean, I know that we're all eating healthier, but still, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little surprised with all of the, uh, you know, the, the the comfort food in pubs uh, in vogue these days. Right. That that nobody has kind of gone back and and tried to come up with a nouveau cafeteria ambiance. You could recreate that cafeteria yes. magic. Yes. Mm, what about the Jello? Those little cubes of Jello with oh, the whipped yes. topping. Yes. Hot diggity. Those yes, are, those are fantastic. You would never make that yourself, but you would always, always pick it up when somebody else made it for you. Particularly like when there's a, a tray involved to put it yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or those those bowls of you know it was pudding of some sort, like sort of <laughs> caramel colored. Yes. Was, yeah, oh, you mean the, the the butterscotch with whipped cream? Yeah, with the whipped topping, always excellent. And everything seemed to be made of like melamine or, or some mm-hmm. similar and I think the food might have been also made of melamine. Yes. <laughs> as far as far as I can tell. I think I think the uh 
I mean, this, as I think the cafeteria really a post-war came of age and the better living through through chemistry age, mm-hmm. uh, when everything seemed to be sort of the the miracle of plastics, where it's still miraculous. Yeah, yeah, and and at around the age too, and we still had the lunch counters galore as well. And mm-hmm. and and I mean, even then in 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 town, we used to have oh gosh, here we go now. I, I was I was worried about this when you said, well, you know, I remember back when we could have a conversation about right. that. And now it's turning into oh, remember back when? But remember back when? <laughs> Woolworths downtown and the Woolworths lunch counter, which continued up until the bitter end when oh, they when is... they tore down the Woolworths building for the uh, farm credit um, and CIBC um, in the eighties. But yeah, they still was, their lunch. Yeah, they still that had their was lunch a counter. Classic one too. I just I loved oh. it. You know the way you had the long counter with the little round stools mm-hmm. all in a row. Yeah, that was a great one. Now, since this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau, which incidentally is on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, is all about improvements, developing policies, and writing recommendations that get sent up to the sixth floor, I think we should look for ways to revive cafeteria culture and cafeterias in the city. Mm-hmm. To positively impact quality of life I, I, and chemical I, ingestion. I would agree with that. I, I, uh, I'm not sure how you could uh, um, put that in a, in, a, in, a, in a bylaw meat grinder, though, and have it come out the other end. Mm, good um, point. I, I, will, I would stew on that, certainly. <laughs> oh, stew is a good thing, too. Yes. yes. Mm. Sounds like meatloaf. Mmm. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. How have I lived this long with a diet like this? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I, 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 would go f- I would go for that. But I would think that it would be something. I think this is something that falls into private enterprise. And I think this is something that probably within three years somebody will pick up on. Um, the 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 restoration. You know what? I even heard in New York. I think somebody came came up with a with a uh, with a revived automat. Believe it or not. And oh, if you remember yeah. where the automats yes. were, the uh, for 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 uh, listeners not quite as decrepit as as myself. Um, but the automat used to be you know, sandwich vending machines, except on mass. Uh, they would populate. Uh, basically, a large room of, of 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 what are essentially sandwich vending machines. Uh, daily, uh, you would go in, mm-hmm. you would you would grab a sandwich, you'd pay for it through the machine, and you'd go and eat. But it was basically that. It was fresh sandwiches and other things, uh, desserts, whatnot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that seemed to go away. I think '50s, '60s. But yeah, no, somebody apparently has revived that in New York. And if they're reviving an automat, for goodness sake, right? Why not a cafeteria? I I agree. I mean, just I mean, there's 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 a human resource question involved, you know, people, mm-hmm. and I can understand why the because I, I know I know the story you're referring to. Uh, some they were it's basically like a kind of a tech food automated food delivery startup. Yeah. Um, what they and what they have done is uh, use put put their heads together to reinvent an automat. Yeah. Uh, which is a little ridiculous. They just didn't say here's an automat. Yes. Uh, and I think their motive is not to say, hey, let's get this cool thing from the past back into action. They probably looked and said, I hate human beings and paying the money. <laughs> oh, How well, do we who doesn't? Them? Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, it's it's obvious. Human beings are like the main bugbear in my job here in, in the QCIB. <laughs> you can't, like, no matter what happens, they, they just gum up the works every time. 
Oh my goodness! What if I could, needs? if if I could resequence resequence my 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 genome so that I have <laughs> even less resemblance to other human beings, you know, I would just do it in a heartbeat. Nice, a, a non-human heartbeat. A non-human. One, yes, a, one that uh, a robot beats heartbeat. a a rhythmically at about you know, averaging about three hundred a minute. Right. Yes, and you just go along breathing in, make musically like the trace amounts of krypton and other ga- noble gases in the oh, atmosphere instead of oxygen and nitrogen. <laughs> Between discussions of meatloaf and Krypton, it's like, you know, you've got me just <laughs> salivating. My goodness. Um, yeah, so cafeterias. I would like to see cafeterias come back, and certainly the ones that uh, that I can recall in town that are left, um, as I said, the, there's one in the old Sears building. There's one. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the one in the in the top floor of SGI is still open. I mean, I but those, gov- those are those are the the government building right. cafeterias that uh, used to be open to the public mm-hmm. decades ago, but now, uh, and now sadly not. And yeah. they might not even exist anymore. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not up on my my cafeteria closure list. I just assume, like everything else, that I enjoy. They've all gone away. Listeners, I'm putting out a call to listeners. Do you have a cafeteria at your place of work? Is it any good? Do they have crinkle-cut fries? Do they have these nonsense health foods? Um, let us know uh, at, at Queen City IB on Twitter. Listeners. All three of you. All three of th- uh, There might be more. There might be more. I'm sorry. I, we, I, didn't, mean to dis- I didn't mean to think it sounded disparaging at it's, all. It's not just us in the room. Uh, although, uh, Dustin, who is running the soundboard, uh, Dustin, are you, are you listening to us? Totally. All right, we've got we've got at least one <laughs> listener. Between that and catching frozen strawberries in my game, Excellent. very nice. Uh, what do you think about cafeterias? If it resembles food, hey, pretty cool. Otherwise, it's kind of scary sometimes. Okay, that's uh, that's a good way to um, uh, look at life. <laughs> Categories of food and scary sometimes. Usually, if my food is glaring at me, it's I'm more resident on wanting to eat it. I, I get you. I, I understand. Oh. It, this sort of gets into a slightly off topic, but, but <laughs> sort of related. Well, we're not we're not particularly There's on no topic. topic. Yes, it's topic with, yes. with very 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 big quotes around right. it. Um, but I've, I've come to accept that things change. You know, cafeterias mm-hmm. go away, yeah. and all the things that we like, uh, or a lot of things that we like, go away. But I philosophically, I uh, in, in in my in my near dotage, I've come to accept that. If something changes, I'm okay with it as long as it's more either equal to or more interesting than the thing that it replaces. Okay. And and for me that's uh that's a good measuring stick to have because it's, it that sounds, way I can it Sounds like you're bringing a little bit of like uh some mathematics, some algebra into that. Perhaps. And okay. and it really boils down to I I don't want to discount any change that goes on for let's say development in the city mm-hmm. for instance. Um but if it's something that uh, is deigning to be just more than functional in our lives, mm-hmm. can it add an extra layer of interest or engagement that didn't exist before? That's that's a really good metric, I think, for uh, for the quality of life mm-hmm. in, in any given community. Yeah, actually, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, and, and so, I mean, you know, the, the very. The very obvious example being is you know is a is a 1950s motor inn with a uh, uh-huh. very accommodating uh, pub, uh, mm-hmm. more or less interesting than a gigantic hole in the ground. Oh, you know, I'm a huge I, but fan. I, sh- I shouldn't get you started. Of gigantic holes in the ground, <laughs> as you know, as you could probably guess. We uh, 
Big holes in the ground are a perennial subject here at the Queen City Bureau. <laughs> I, 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 I thought I'd throw to the old, the old Goldies for you. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks. I, I much appreciate it. Uh, but we don't have to talk too much about uh, no. any holes in the ground on but, this but, particular meeting. So I go back and I think to myself, and I'll throw this question to you. Mm-hmm. To you. Yes. Nobody throws uh, questions at you. No, I usually am I'm the thrower of the questions. Yes, I'll, I'll throw this to you. Has there been a change or development in Regina? In, in 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 its recent civic history that has resulted in something more interesting as a result you know wow this is actually a really good question and i'm not sure i have a really great answer um mostly because in the last couple of years uh, i think the uh, the drop in oil revenue and some of the, some of the economic contractions and then the Still flat economy, despite the ra- the the raise in resource revenue, um, as as kind of slowed the city down a little mm. bit. Uh, so a few years ago, I would have like said uh, the restaurant scene, yeah. uh, not to keep on going from cafeterias, but the dining scene seemed to be like this great index of people willing to um, leave the house, spend money. Just basically take part in some of the good things that uh, the good things of life, as as they say, mm. uh, and we're we're seeing some more of that come in, but it but the contraction kind of has dispirited me a little bit, uh, and I've been waiting for twenty years for Thirteenth Avenue to develop more. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that seems to be happening not very much. No, for, for whatever reasons. There are some innovations. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're innovations, but I mean. There are a lot more brew pubs. There yes. are a lot more brew pubs and coffee shops. Yes. Yes. Uh, recently, I'm, I'm being perhaps I'm being a little a little negative. Um, recently, I believe I, a, we came in as the twenty third best city for beer. I saw that list. Yeah, you know, in perhaps in the world, yes. or North America, which I thought was good. We do have we have some. There's some incredibly good beer in the, in this town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why well, last week we uh, we wandered. Um, there's a part of the sub-basement that turns out is multinational breweries, so we nice. were there. Uh, and we kept on asking them about how they came to be part of the sub-basement, and they kept saying, what are you talking about? And I thought, <laughs> they must be suffering from oxygen deprivation. So after the show, we, we went back here to the boiler room. Yes, I find in um, Regina a lot of people hallucinate. Yeah, I, it's it's true. You're... Well, I mean, I, I, I finished up high school here, so yes, a lot of people hallucinated yes. there. Yeah. They're 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 hallucinating outdoor spaces and walls and <laughs> yeah. things like that. When really it's you know it's the system of underground tunnels. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Yes. Yeah. As far as as far as I know, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much Jetty as far as the eye can see. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we 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 travel through time when we're in our hammocks and we have our sunglasses on. And that is that was I have to say. Speaking of Jetty, um one of my favorite, one of my favorite movies, and possibly the most relaxed uh, time travel movie of all time, because you have to sit in a hammock to do it. Not, not very many positive ideas for urban development, though. No, not very many, unless uh, unless you think that like inescapable fatality should be like a principle mm-hmm. of, of urban development. <laughs> if we're freeforming here. I get that sense. I get that sense. Um, I, I, I will say that I was um, in Harbor Landing a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and, and noted that uh, they have a, I don't think you could call it a 
public sculpture. Uh, it's um, a uh, whatever, whatever they called the I Heart Regina th- sign in front of City Hall. They called it. Um, it wasn't public sculpture. They called it a. Um, something else so that they could get a different classification right. so that it didn't have to go through uh the art approval yeah yes oh is it is uh, it the uh the wheat stalks? it's the waving to... grassland logo that yeah. basically looks kind of like the melted stalks of right. the uh, uh of, of the 12th avenue mall yes um as if as if some sort of like intense like thermonuclear blast had like crystallized mm-hmm. like these plants and made them grow like to shoot like the radiation made them grow Suddenly overnight, and then like fuse them together with the heat. I something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, I I mean, I was walking past there, and I had no idea that this thing existed. Mm-hmm. But it's about three park benches and a concrete expanse lodged in between a building and a parking lot, and it's the Grasslands logo. Um, that uh, each stalk is about what I think fifteen feet high. About that, yeah. Um, so you can walk amongst the corporate logo, which I found kind oh. of interesting. You can, you can. What if we set up hammocks? Okay, I'm, I have to write this up for city hall, um, <laughs> for sixth floor. If we set up hammocks so that we could recline there and hear me out, travel back in time. <laughs> to the 50s when there were more cafeterias <laughs> and bring them modern efficient solar panels in the bargain so that when we come back there'll be tons of cafeterias and solar energy all over the place or they could turn the grass stalks into some sort of wind turbine you know mm-hmm. Ooh. and generate i mean i often you know that sculpture that's um as you come out of the airport um, I always thought those. I thought those were going to be solar panels. Oh, when me I too. Saw them, mm. but, you know, there's another lost opportunity. I know. Yes, I thought. Are those solar panels? No, they're. they're, they're they, they are what they are. Mirrors yes. or something. I, yes. I, 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 I do enjoy them. I, yeah. I, quite, quite honestly. I mean, I realize that. Uh, um, based on letters to the editor, if I want to use that uh, guideline as a, a comparison, I, <laughs> right. I, I may be in a minority, but uh, yeah, no, I I do enjoy the sculpture um, right. that welcomes you to uh, to Regina from the airport. It's it's interestingly abstract. It's engaging, um, and it can symbolize any one of a number of things for the okay. prairie experience. Whether okay. it's something blowing the breeze, the 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 decaying bone of the bison uh-huh. or um, um, old old farmhouses tilting over yeah. and made of glass perhaps which is a lot but I, I enjoyed how you wrapped everything up about a minute ago with hammocks and the grassland lights and uh, yeah. and and solar all kind of coming together and I was even going to say that you know there's you know we might as well just go to five minutes of dead air after that point because there's really nothing more that you can add having said that that's true but even I mean. Even when, for example, you've you've traveled through space and found uh, Earth, the thirteenth colony, there's still another season of the show to go. So you have to fill that time. What 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 else was on your mind, Aiden? You seem like a man with a lot on your mind, Aiden. What what what, what do you have? What do you have for five minutes, Aiden? 
Oh, now, now, now I'm just, now I got nothing. Now, now that you've actually asked me, uh, with, with our, with our remaining five minutes, actually, I, I do think I was perhaps a little pessimistic when you asked me about the, uh, you know, civic improvements and things that have added to life in the city. Perhaps that was a little kind of, and I have to say, there are, there are many things. Regina is not a city that leaps forward, like in, in sort of visible, sort of like great big changes, mm. but there, but it's a city that actually, I think at heart, I mean, if you go to any city council meeting, you'll see pretty quickly that there's, that we're somewhat cautious lot, like we like to consider, we like to debate, and sometimes it seems like an endless grind, but what does happen happens apace. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've lived in the city for um, getting on to 30 years now. And it is a much larger city, or, mm. you know, from, from when I moved back then. It's more cosmopolitan. Uh, there's much more to do. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's not just, you know, an insurance building and some civil service, you know, stuff. There's actual industry, but there was then, but there's more now. So this is wonderful to see. So, see, and that took up two minutes. <laughs> so I, and if I would actually just want to say that... Uh, Despite my misgivings about the city, I, I, I call my home. There's, there's actually, I actually think that there's a lot of good here. Yes. Uh, good artists. Yeah, oh, very yeah. good artists, yes. Yeah. Very, very. We punch well above our population size. Yes. And, and I've been fond of saying that Regina um, has has the, the burning embers to become, I would think, another Austin or Santa Fe. Oh. Um, a, well, a collection you know. of... of, uh, of Artists who uh, uh, working at working at their peak form, um, somewhat isolated, and yet still not so isolated that um, they're they're out of touch with uh, other trends, other mm-hmm. things going on in other centers as well. well I like uh, and I always thought that Regina had that potential. Um, sometimes the embers drift off, uh, but uh, you know there's still I think those burning coals here. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I, I am a fan. I think uh, I like the Santa Fe thing, except except we should have fewer school shootings than Santa Fe. Yeah. Yes. Just, I mean, I'm. This is maybe a little controversial, but I'm anti-school shooting. Uh, yes. Yeah. So. I yes. Just, yeah. I mean, most most people seem to like be all for it, but I'm like, no, like, got to put a stop to that kind of nonsense. Yes, and and I think we're doing. Pretty okay. <laughs> We've seen a five percent decrease in the city alone. Um, I, I don't think there actually have been any here, so which, no. is, which is actually really good. No, no. Um, yeah. So I mean, I think Regina, and as 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 always, that sort of long, lo- um, that long throw potential that uh, yeah, that uh, you know. Endless horizons. Endless, Endless horizons. horizons. Yes. Exactly. Infinite horizons. Infinite horizons. Mm-hmm. Uh, not 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 stopping anytime soon. Horizons. Okay, I have to write that up and send that up to the sixth floor as well. So, has there ha, have there been any policy conclusions out of this, Aiden? Yes, um, hammocks, uh, time travel hammocks to in, to uh, encourage more cafeterias and solar power in the present. Excellent. I think that's I think that's what we're going to get out of this here half hour. So uh, I think uh, we should make a motion to adjourn. Yes. Do you need yeah. a seconder? 
Uh, yes, I do. I do need a seconder. All right. Well, the uh, the the remains of Joe McEwen will second. All right. Uh, remains of Joe McEwen seconded, and meeting adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on ninety one point three FM CJTR. Uh, our host tonight, uh, me and Brett Bell, filling in for Paul Deschen. Thanks to Susan Burley for uh, from the Wascana Solar Co-op for uh, coming in and talking about her stuff. Thanks to Dustin for uh, working the soundboard and of course to Guidewire aka Ryan Hill for providing the theme music uh, which apparently is going right now uh, you can find us on Twitter at Queen City IB and also on Facebook on our website queencityib.com we broadcast 7 to 8 Thursday evenings live we broadcast Monday mornings 9 to 10 a.m. so for next uh, coming up next is Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie Fee followed by the cockpit. Keep